0: This is Huck Jr., the host of In the Hut, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling all the time.
1: We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can. will write it, and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure, you say Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and. Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
2: Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. If you would like to jump in on the fun and frivolity of the show, it's a phone call, 216-220-0966. If you would rather forego the phoning and jump in through the email, you can do that as well, and here's how you do it.
0: You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com. Or on the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show.
2: Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what we have planned for you for the next 120 minutes or so. Coming up in about 12 minutes, you would know that I talked a lot last week. We had a run up to the Memphis and May World Championship barbecue cookoff and festival. Undoubtedly, we had Melissa Cookton on from Yazoo's Delta Q, talked a lot about her chances at making yet another bid at overall grand championship, the hogs that she's using, all of that run-up. And then the festival takes place this past weekend, and taking it all, not the first time, but indeed the second overall world grand championship to their credit, and they will be here to talk about it for the entire first hour. Brad and Brooke Orson, actually Brad Orson, Brooke Orson-Lewis from the Shed Barbecue. Overall Grand Champs, Whole Hog Champs, Chicken Wing Champs, and the Kingsford Tour Champs. So not only did they win the biggest title of that weekend that you can possibly win, which is the overall Grand Championship between Whole Hog Pork and Ribs, Pork Shoulder and Ribs, They won the ancillary chicken wing, and they won the Kingsford Tour as well. So quite a successful weekend for the folks at the Shed. We'll talk to Brooke and Brad about how everything shook out, anything that might have come up during the cooks. I don't even know that they were in the ancillary categories, let alone winning them. So we'll talk to them, obviously, about a world championship wing recipe that I had no idea about. Maybe it's something that they're serving at the Shed right now. It's on the menu. Maybe that will draw you to their location in Mississippi. I guess we'll see how that works out. So that'll be in about 11 minutes from now. Brooke and Brad from the Shed Barbecue. Then we will move to the second hour. And the fourth Tuesday of the month in the second hour, of course, brings a refire of the most popular recurring segment here on this show when it doesn't have anything to do with the regular guest, But a regular recurring segment, that's redundant. The embedded correspondence segment will refire on the fourth Tuesday of the month, and we will find embedded correspondents from Oklahoma, David Huff from Tennessee, Steve Ray, and the longest-running embedded correspondent of the Barbecue Central Show from Texas, Doug Scheiding of Row Cookers. And we have an agenda to cover, as we always do with the embedded correspondents. If you've never heard the EC segment before, we all have a subject to talk about, so we kind of un- unveil what we want to get off on. And then we take that particular topic or take and submit it for the rest of the panel for them to comment on. And there might be alternative ideas, there might be supporting arguments, there might be other lights shed on certain things that we didn't really consider when we were doing it or thinking about it. And then we go to the next person and the same thing is followed. Well... We do have an agenda to follow here during the show. But as we were corresponding through the course of the week, it became very apparent that my pet project, which is the Barbecue Hall of Fame, was probably going to take the lion's share of the embedded correspondence segment. So barring any type of all agreeance and we bust through the Barbecue Hall of Fame in record-breaking time, because obviously I'll have my opinion and then we'll have to go through the rest of the panel to get their opinion. We will also then offer up at that point other topics that some of the other embedded correspondents would want to talk about. But I would give you fair warning that the majority of the time will probably be spent devoted to the Barbecue Hall of Fame in a number of different facets. So if that subject bores you, I either A, challenge you to sit through it because there might be some ideas or takes that you have not heard yet maybe not from me but from the three other embedded correspondents or i say eject around 10 14 to get it in podcast later so you can scrub through it if you want completely up to you Brooke and brad coming up in a few minutes from the shed embedded correspondence in the second hour that's what we have 216-220-0966 is a phone call if you want to do it greg at the bbq is the email address if you'd rather jump in that way I want to give thanks to Brett Galloway from the State Cook-Off Association, one of the co-founders, for getting me results of the Memphis and May barbecue cook-off as they were happening. Also, special mention to my boy Chad Ward for feeding me Memphis and May results this past weekend as well. Uh, Chad was competing at Memphis and May with Team Traeger, I believe, but was also passing me info and results as they were happening or as his time permitted to have him pass them to me. Also. Brett Galloway was part of Boar's Night Out, or at least hanging with Boar's Night Out, which actually finaled in Whole Hog, and he was giving me results on Saturday as well, so I was able to pass those or post those on my Facebook page and through Twitter and Instagram as best I could. Most of the time, those platforms play well together. For me, on results, Facebook seems to be the best because you can make posts in a variety of different ways than fan them out, Unfortunately, it's a little harder... To go Facebook to everything else than it is to go from like Instagram is great because you can go Instagram and also you can continuous post right on Facebook and Twitter as well. But you either can do that on Facebook and go to to the various other platforms and I just don't know how to do that yet or it's just not that easy. So I did it through Facebook was kind of breaking all of the results as they were happening because, of course, I keep track of that on social media as well, so very happy about that. So thanks to Brett and Chad for feeding me the results as they were happening. They were on site out there in Memphis. And Centralites, if you appreciated the Memphis and May results that I got and they were out before pretty much anybody else, as I just mentioned, on social media and you're looking for a way to thank me, A, support State Cook-Off Association events. Go ahead and take part, volunteer, see how you can help. But you can also thank me by purchasing a brand new Traeger grill. By the way, I did a chicken cook on Friday night, this past Friday night, because softball took the balance of the weekend for me. I did some boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Did a very light trim on the thighs and then seasoned with Big Papa Smokers Little Louis Season Salt and Sweet Money Rub and then to the Timberline 850. And I have to tell you that the evenness that this cooker maintains is superb. 30 minutes later, about 375 degrees. I actually did uh, 200 to start in super smoke mode for about 10-15 minutes just to lay a little base layer of smoke flavor on there and then jumped it up to 375. They were done so juicy, so flavorful, and a cinch to execute because of the ease of the Timberline. If you are on the fence about one of these cookers, make the leap now and thank me later. Does Traeger pay me? Yes. Would I be giving you personal testimonials in the traditional read form? No. You just never would hear me talk about it other than what they pay me to read. I have big plans for this bad boy, that being the cooker in the next few weeks. And that rhymes with brisket. So please support Traeger if you appreciated the results as I was giving you. Hell, support all of my show sponsors. It's the easiest way to thank me. I get emails upon emails each and every week. How can I help? I want to support the show. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, I love it. Support the sponsors that support this show give them first consideration visit their websites see what products they're selling if you don't if you're new to the show and you don't know what it's all about check out the support and the uh, sponsors link at the very top of the web page check them all out give them first consideration they're supporting this show thanks again to Chad and Brett for helping me out with those results Brooke and Brad coming up out of the break. First, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the bath to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Whether you're in the backyard like me or on the competition circuit like Sterling, Big Papa's has something for you. They're well-known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Pride, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition barbecue circuit and in the backyard scene. Big Papa's offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. If you're looking to improve the flavor of your competition barbecue recipes, not only will the Big Papa Smokers rub work well, but you can combine them with simply marvelous barbecue ...to use what is known as the West Coast offense. Big Papa's also the proud owner of the award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional, yet powerful flavors that remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. And aside from their premium selection of seasonings and sauces, Big Papa Smokers offers the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers available today. If you're looking for an easy and versatile cooker that's straight out of the box, ready to use, MAC 2 Star General Pellet Grill is the one you want to take a look at. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, no problem. Take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're a backyard enthusiast like me looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what grill you need? You can't go wrong with any of the grills and smokers featured at BigPapaSmokers.com because, hey, it's clear that this is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website, hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Boost your product skills and barbecue skills with the help of Big Papa Smokers. Call them at 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727 or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. The Shed Barbecue to recap Memphis in May. Stick around, we'll be right back.
0: Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempy.
2: This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, and seasonings, barbecue sauce, and grilling oils. All the Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood, the king of your cul-de-sac. Visit butcherbbq.com right now to stock up. Plus some new products coming out that we'll have to talk about with Dave here coming up shortly. All right, my first guest this evening, probably still rolling from this past weekend and the success they have had at the 2018 version of the Memphis and May World Championship Barbecue Cookoff. A weekend resume that reads as follows World Champion for Chicken Wings, the 2018 Kingsford Tour Champion, the 2018 Memphis and May Whole Hog World Champion, and the 2018 overall Memphis and May World Grand Champion. Their second of those titles, by the way. Let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome the owners of the Shed Barbecue Restaurant, Brad Orson and Brooke Orson-Lewis. Guys, appreciate you showing up here this evening to talk about a big recap. We will get into the recap of all the success that you guys had here over the weekend in the team, but first, let's discuss a real-life tale of what was almost not a second world title or any of the other winnings by the way for that weekend for the shed because not of a dq or weather related incident or anything like that but because the shed was almost not entered into the event this year brooke what happened and how close was it for you guys actually not
3: participating this year well i tell you what you know we are so active in so many different areas of the barbecue community nationwide that we may be catering three states away or, you know, helping a nonprofit organization or, or slinging mad barbecue at the shed. So I thought Brad sent the information in Brad thought I sent the information in and uh, you know, come to find out neither one of us had sent it in. So we really, we really cut it super close this year. And it wasn't for lack of not being, you know, dead set and ready to compete in Memphis in May, which is what we look forward to every year, it was the fact that we just got busy and thought either, you know, one or the other had done it and and we had not. So we definitely will not make that mistake again.
2: How disappointing, Brad, would it have been if... Uh, the gentleman, I guess, associated with Memphis and May kind of realized, hey, the shed's not in here yet. I better make a phone call or shoot an email or however he got in contact and said Are you guys interested. If you wouldn't have done that and you guys would have missed out, how devastating would that have been to you guys?
1: I'd, it, it would be unexplainable. Um, it just, you know, Memphis and May is what we live for every year. We've got six months of preparation that go into it and lots of hard work throughout the year. So, literally, it it would have been a, one of the biggest disappointments of my life. I mean, you know, other than me taking five years to get out of college, that would have been the worst thing ever.
2: <laughs> Brad, there's a, there's a lot of talk about mojo and superstition, especially when it comes to the big events, for instance, like last weekend at Memphis in May. And I'm sure there was concern because you were out of the spot that you were in when you had won it in 2015, So let me ask you this, given the events and the success that you guys had, even though you weren't in that spot that you wanted in 2015, are you ready to write off superstition and belief in mojo and all that other crap this weekend because of everything that happened? Or have we started a new line of mojo that you're going to have to continue from here on out?
1: (laughs) That is, yeah, you're right. I was super worried um, when we found out that it wasn't the right spot and We've been in that spot forever, um, but you know we were we lost our spot a couple of years ago, and we got put on the road, and we took first place on the road. We've taken first place on the river. Now we've taken a grand championship twice on the river. So I don't care where we're at. I just want to look at that beautiful Mississippi River flowing by and all those big ass barges, and uh, it gives you something else to look at instead of just Hi. the debauchery.
2: Brooke and Brad joining me from the shed. Uh, Brooke, let me ask you: What kind of a lead-up? Brad had mentioned it's a six-month uh, run-up, but if we could dive into that headlong a little bit more, what kind of a lead-up to the event is there on the team's part, and is it something not only in that six-month time frame that you're working on, but is it something that you continually work on for a 12-month span?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a lifelong endeavor. Um, we all know in the barbecue industry, once you're in the once you have barbecue running through your blood, you're all in, you know, you're not straddling the fence. So there's a lot of preparation that takes place from our team and our sponsors getting organized and making sure we have all of the equipment that we need to succeed. But also Brad and I and our team, we talk to Jim and Diana Compart from Compart family farms, probably three or four times a month. Um, I'd easily say once a week, just checking in on the hogs and, and seeing how how it's going there on the farm, and making sure that they have you know two beautiful twins. We always do two whole hogs in Memphis, and MA, and they're around the same size, give or take five or seven pounds. Um, so we call them the twins. And we you know so we work with them year round, and uh, and just we just talked to them today about okay next year, and what are we going to do to make to ensure that these. These hogs are, are, uh, are ready to rock and roll and happy, and they got the shed stamp on them, and, and they're part of the team, and we have the utmost respect for them. But there's so much preparation from working hand-in-hand with the farmers, the Compart family, to, again, the equipment to succeed our sponsors to make sure that you know it's a, it's a tight relationship with them. We want to make them proud. We, we try to represent brands that we believe in. And uh, and working hand-in-hand with a large team. I mean, we have a team of, you know, 20 to 25 people every year. 10 to 15 of those are home-based. So we're slinging barbecue seven days a week leading up to Memphis in May and prepping for Memphis in May at the same time. So we do a lot of whole hogs for catering orders, and or we call that practice. You know, when we do a catering order at the shed and they want a whole hog, we go all the way, just like we are presenting that to the judges at Memphis and Bay, and that just helps us practice and helps keep the recipes and the crew tight and everybody on their game. And I tell you what, I don't know what I do, and I know I can speak for Brad on this without our team at the shed, because when we're out competing on the circuit, we have an entire team at the restaurant holding the fort down, still slinging barbecue and making sure our guests at the shed are happy and making sure that they're eating world championship barbecue at the shed while we're at a competition trying to win the world championship. So there's a lot of layers and a lot of dynamics that go into Memphis and May preparation and any other barbecue competition at that matter.
2: Brad, let me ask you, um, Brooke brings up a unique point or perspective, which is giving your restaurant guests the same experience or as, as close as you can to the this award-winning barbecue that you guys will prepare out on the circuit. How are you able to manage? In a competition, it's different, right? I mean, you're cooking for a turn in, those judges are going to get it and they're getting it a certain way at service at a restaurant. I mean, if you open at lunchtime, you might go until seven or eight o'clock at night, or maybe you guys even go later than that. So obviously there's going to be ebb and flows of people going in there. Barbecue might be ready. There might be not a lot of people in there. How are you holding it? How are you able to, uh, it's a long-winded way of me saying, how are you able to sustain championship-quality barbecue for your patrons over an extended period of time, which you really don't have to worry about at a competition?
1: At competitions, it's, you know, you look at that rack of ribs 25, 35 time. In the at the shed, we do cooks all night. All day so we're literally we're putting into items uh, over the day so at a certain point we might sell out of something but it's going to be ready in about 30 minutes so we're we're continually trying to re, um reinvent the wheel when it comes to forecasting of how many people are going to be there so all we have a weekly meeting We go over the weather, we go over, um, just preparations. It's like once may hits, kind of like the barbecue Olympics, we go in (laughs) strong where we, you know, well-prepped team and sometimes we don't always get it right. We sell out of things, but we do our best to make sure that, uh, that we can always provide the best for the, for the customers. And if it's not the best, guess what we throw it away. We don't try to serve anything that's not up to par. So that's our biggest, our biggest thing is hey, I'm willing to, I'm willing and to I, take defeat if we have it. <laughs>
3: and I will say this about about some of the items that we serve on our menu, as far as um, I would say texture being a little bit different mm-hmm. with our competition series or our competition cooks versus what we serve at the restaurant is our ribs. So you know on this circuit. Obviously you don't want a complete fall off the bone baby back rib or St. Louis style, spares, whatever you choose to cook. Yep. You don't want that to completely fall off the bone. You want to have a nice bite, nice, you know, firm mouthfeel and have a nice mark to it and the bone dry out and a certain amount of time and you know, I mean all of the all of the credentials that the judges are looking for. Well Brad and I found that in the in at the shed particularly our consumer base, our patrons and guests, they like it falling off the bone. Mm. And so that's how we cook it at the shed. So when you come, we've had a lot of barbecue friends and mentors come through the shed, and they'll pull up that baby back rib, <laughs> and it's as tender as it can be, and the flavor profile is delicious. And they'll say, but Brad, Brooke, it's falling off the bone. And we said, you know what, we cook for what our guests, want at the shed every day and that's something that's a little bit different than what we do on the circuit um on you know when we compete and but the flavor profile you know we're still using the same rubs the same sauces you know we had the shed barbecue sauce line and marinade line on about eight thousand shelves in the country right now we use those same exact sauces every day at the shed and every time we compete so uh you know a lot of people have asked what do you put on the whole haul? When you serve the judges, what are you using? Are you using a sauce? And if you are, what are you using? And what we use is a combination of our shed Southern sweet and our sweet and tangy, which is our vinegar based sauce. And they marry together just beautifully. So you've got a little bit of sweet on the front, a little bit of spice, a little bit of twang. And it's just, it's a beautiful marriage. And that's what we've used for years and years. And it's proven itself. And, you can actually get them on the grocery store shelves, so we like that that's that's kind of trying true but there's a you know like with the ribs it's a little bit different when you come to the shed because we like to cook for what the people walking through our doors looking us us and i go you know what i want to fall off the bone and that's what we've stuck to for 17 years
2: yeah, and that's how you stay in business you do what people want to eat that's for sure uh, Brooke and brad joining me here on the show from the shed all right so let's go ahead and take it piece by piece over the course of the weekend because i had mentioned in the open this wasn't just an overall <laughs> grand championship title for memphis and may just on hog there was a lot of other winning that the shed was doing through the course of the weekend and i believe if i'm not mistaken the first title was chicken wings uh brad so let's start there i mean uh, you're certainly known for barbecue i think a lot of people would consider wings to be barbecue depending on how they're cooked were you expecting to be uh chicken wing kings and queens as you were headed down to Memphis this weekend?
0: <laughs> a chicken <laughs> for hell, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean those chicken wings were on point. We did a mixture of the drumettes and the flats. Or I'm sorry, the drums and the flats, and um we frenched them out. So just a little bit of each bone was, you know, sticking out just perfect. If you look on our Instagram at the Shed BBQ. Uh, we got some pictures of it, but, man, the flavor was just on point. And we, it's all chicken wings. We invented a dance after we took that called the chicken wing. <laughs> um, there's probably some probably some viral videos of it out right now. But uh, it literally, we went there because chicken wings has always been our worst category. Mm. And uh, we teamed up with Rectech Grills and uh, Carlos Casanova. He came up. And he was empowered with chicken wing. Will and George from our team out of New York—they went chef on it and French has suckers out, and boom, we used some uh, Chupacabra rub. Uh, he was one of our sponsors. Uh, chupacabra has some great seasonings, and uh, he made one called the Chicken Wing Plus, and boom. World championship. Couldn't believe it. I was thinking, man, there's no way that we didn't win this thing. And there's only one more category to go, or one more place, and sure enough, uh, the barbecue gods were looking after us this weekend, especially in that chicken wing category. So, so uh, uh, it, uh, cheers up to all those chickens out there.
2: So, let's talk a little bit more <laughs> in depth about you know chicken wings. I think they can kind of get overlooked or, or just kind of discarded as being something simple and Uh, maybe not something that holds a lot of depth of flavor and intricacy. So what makes a good chicken wing? Is it cooking the right temperature? Is it flavor profile? Is it a combination of that and and a few other things? What seemed to put it in place for you guys?
3: Got to have the depth of flavor. That's, That's absolutely, you know, criteria. But I think it's all about having that crispy. You know, we always talk about even chicken category in general. We always talk about that crispy skin. Um, and making sure that it's got a nice bite through all the way. And these wings, I'll tell you what, I, I usually hover um, over the categories. And I literally, we had so much going on. I turned around and it was being boxed. And it was probably the prettiest chicken wing or even chicken box I've ever seen. Mm. And with those slats being Frenched out, which you never see. Nope. And as you guys can tell, I mean... Brad and I were an open book, you know. We we have mentors all over the country in barbecue that we that we look up to, and they've told us what they've done to succeed, and that's how we are. So most people aren't going to tell you they French the flats, but we are, and we, you know, I mean, it's an open book. All of us barbecue people, you know, we're fierce friends and we're also fierce competitors. But when I looked at those French flats, uh, it, number one didn't know it could be done, and <laughs> number two all that it was done and uh and that was will Shear and george uh with acne and and they at barbecue and they had just i mean they just killed it and uh and then you and then you put the right flavor on it we did a, a nice uh a nice slow smoke on it get some smoke flavor in there and um and then turn turn the heat up a little bit and uh, got that skin real nice and crispy and the bite was and the mouthfeel was just Par none. I mean, I've I've never had a wing like that, Hmm. and uh, I won't again until the team gets together and cooks it again. But um, that's a recipe that we're going to go ahead and try to bring home everywhere we go. We're going to try to bring home that trophy.
2: Next up in the winning department was the uh, the Kingsford title. So, uh, Brooke, I guess, or or Brad, whoever wants to take it. What what is the Kingsford event like? How do you qualify? And, And was this not the second time or the second year in a row that you've also taken that title?
1: Yeah, the, the Kingsford Tour Champions, that's the uh, top-rated, the 16 of the top-rated teams uh, there on the park that year. Hmm. And you compete head-to-head in a pork shoulder category. So they give you four shoulders, and there's four groups of people of 25 that come by your booth. And you present to them just like the, you would the judges. Wow. And uh, we have, out of... We've won just about every year that they've had the Kingsford tour. Um, you know, we always say with the Orson family and Greg, you know, you know, my mom and where it's really easy to get in the family and it's super hard to get out. Yep. And, uh, the Kingsford tour champion is a chance for us to explain to people what we believe in and hope that they can believe in that with us. That way we can go on this journey, uh, together. And that is the reason why, uh, you know, I think that we won the Kinkford Tour champion. And, again, this year uh, we did back-to-back it. And the pork shoulder that we put on was off the chain. I mean, Greg, there was <laughs> Hobson Cherry, our senior pitmaster, and Scott Zink, Trey Zink. Uh, they were on point. Our entire team this year was so calculated. Uh I I announced on uh Saturday morning at eight forty five nine forty-five. I got over there, I saw that whole hog, I reached in, in the hog and saw felt what was absolute velvet elvis pulled pork and I announced to the team at that point that there is nothing greater that we can do. Mm all we need is seven of the best judges in the world and we're going to win this thing. And if we don't guys, we're going to do the same exact thing next year. I was shaking. You know me, I I don't get nervous like ever, unless we're about to have a, you know, another baby, which we've done that four times. (laughs) Um, but I was shaking in my boots while we were building the blind box of that whole hog. Um, I also missed the chicken wing box, which I usually hover over the over the boxes, but we had the VIP pit tour, and just uh, it was just a, a valiant team effort this year.
2: Brad and Brooke Orson Absolutely. from The Shed joining me here on the show. Guys, can I uh, put you on hold just for one second and uh, carry over for another segment, and we'll start talking about the overall wins? Cool. Yeah. All right, hold on one second, and we'll be... Back with Brad Orson and Brooke Orson-Lewis from The Shet, recapping Memphis of May, big weekend. First, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru, longest-running sponsor of the show. You know, the Guru has always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy, because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and can serve the tastiest, juiciest of meals each and every time. By the way, if you get that monolith and you already have a Guru pit control temperature device, you don't need to buy a new one. You can use that pit temperature controller, wire it right up to the fan that's already built in, And away you go. So here's what you want to do. Hit up the website, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. And if you have any questions, make sure you ask them. Don't guess. They'll make sure you're up and running right out of the box. All right, more with Brooke and Brad from The Shed. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Ready to get on the air. Call 216 220 Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampy
2: And this portion of the show being brought to you by cookingpellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. Alternatively, you can buy right from amazon.com if you feel so inclined. Again, that's CookinPellets.com or at Amazon.com. Search CookinPellets, and, and away you go. All right, we're back with Brad Orson and Brooke Orson-Lewis talking about the big weekend over in Memphis. World champs for the second time, overall world champ. So uh, we're recapping all of the success here. Now the fun starts, right? Pretty successful weekend already. Chicken champs, Kingford Tour champs, all that great stuff. The Shed known for whole hog, obviously, in Memphis and May. I had had Melissa Cookston on the show last week. We talked quite a bit about her hog business and breeding and what she's using and all that stuff. You had mentioned a few minutes ago about how you're in constant contact with the Compart family. So if we could just dive into that just a little bit. You had said, "Hey, it's it's two hogs." But how do you know you're getting a good hog? What are your specific instructions to the Compart family as far as you know how they start out, and are they solely responsible for feeding them, or do you have like a program that you're putting them on, like professional athletes? How does your hog come to be,
1: Mister Mister Compart? He he knows exactly what. Foodies are looking for when they are looking for a premium bite of pork. So whether you're getting a dry aged pork chop or or a whole hog from Mister Compart, um, it's always uh, corn fed, beautiful white skin. When these hogs came out, two 250 pound hogs, absolutely they were smiling. I True. I, I mean. Just that right there, uh, everything, the meat inside is so red and so marbled. Um, the bacon, the uh, striations of fat in the bacon are look like the marbling in a nice ribeye steak. Mm. The fat on these hogs literally is uh, so white. Uh, it looks like, well, and it's hard. So in the sun, It literally starts to melt
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, once you touch it with your hands. It's such a nice, smooth texture. It literally just starts to melt. Um, If you've ever held a Kobe steak or a Wagyu steak, and you know had that melting effect happen in you know, seen it in person or experienced it, that's what happens uh, with these hogs. So we let the we let that. Compart family do rock hog speak for itself. We don't try to mask it. Um, All the flavors that that we've developed to go not only on the hog, but in the hog have been specifically designed for that particular breed. The do rock breeds from the Compart family generally has a lag time. It'll go up to a certain temperature, stay there for a minute. And then all of a sudden it, it will spike so it gets there a little bit quicker. So there's a learning curve involved, but 12 years of cooking the hogs, um, you know, Hobson cherry again, I wish he was on the phone. Uh, you know, one of the most, I don't know, another million pound pit master. And right now, Hobson's sitting on 12 world championships wow. and, and two grands at May. uh, Can't be more proud of my team and, you know, Hobson. I mean, he put his all into it. When he talked to those judges, he probably talked for two minutes. That was the most eloquent words I've ever heard out of his mouth, and I've known him for almost 20 years.
2: Brooke, from a, a program perspective, is what you used to win this past weekend the same thing that you guys ran in 2015 to take it, or do you constantly have to evolve flavor profiles and and methods in order to, to keep up with the times?
3: Well, I mean, I, you know, there are competitions, you know, sometimes when we compete in like KCBS and there are, there's the evolution of flavor profiles, keeping up with the times, you know, a lot of that will change and you'll, you'll see patterns of spicier winning or sweeter winning, you know, tangier winning, Um, But with Memphis and May, with NBN, we have really stuck tried and true uh, to what we've always done, the same flavor profiles, whether, you know, when it comes to the injection, to the rubs, to the sauces. We've tried to stick with the same thing, and it's proven itself worthy. So with the whole hogs, we're not trying to recreate a wheel that is round and running smooth. But with CDS and different competitions, sometimes we try to vary a little bit just um, to what's happening, you know, in general, what what the word is in general on the street with the competitions because it does change. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems Mm -hmm. like you'll see patterns changing with um, the winnings, with people who are winning that are, again, not to be repetitive, but on the sweeter side or the spicier side. Uh, so sometimes that changes, but with whole hog, I mean, that's where our heart lies and our flavor profiles have proven themselves. So we stick pretty true, you know, pretty grassroots on that. So we haven't changed that in years. And, um, I don't foresee now us changing that at all.
2: All right. So the hog goes in, the hog cooks, hog's done, ready to roll. You build the blind box and we have some on-site judging. Uh, Obviously that's unique to... Memphis and May or those Memphis style competitions is not only you're building a blind box, but then you have people come onto your site and then you have to do a whole presentation for them. Brad, do you think because of the amount of exposure and TV that uh, both you and Brooke have done over the last number of years that you might have either a, a subconscious or conscious knowledge that you guys have the ability to handle pressure, you know, when that red light turns on, you have to be on, you're hitting marks, all that stuff. Is there an advantage that you think you have because of that experience that helps you with that on-site judging?
1: I would say, you know, we grew up in, we grew up on the stage. My mom was uh, is in the top 10 Clown Hall of Fame. She was a professional clown. Uh, She's in the we Clown Hall up. of Fame? So, yeah, my mom's in the top 10 Clown oh. Hall of Fame. Wow. Uh, with like Ronald McDonald and yeah, it's, uh, so we grew up on the stage and we've always, uh, we've always known that entertainment is fun and entertainment makes people happy and it's always made us happy. So this, the barbecue world, um, without the best barbecue, it doesn't matter what kind of show you put on. Um, we still, we prepare, um, you know, the reason, a lot of the reason why we've been really super lucky and uh, been on TV and radio shows like this is because we come prepared and we bring the heat. We come to win. Um, if we don't, that's fine. We still made a bunch of new friends, and we also got some marketing out there. Uh, so is there an advantage of being known? No, because there's a blind box. You got to get through the blind box at NPSMA. Uh I looked at our, I just got our blind box scores today. We got one 9.8 and it got dropped. So we got perfect tens on the blind box. Wow. So once the final judges show up and they have to go to those top nine teams, imagine how hard that is for those poor people yeah. when they come in and they see us and maybe they've seen another show they're judging us twice as hard because they want
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: something. They want to find something that we're doing wrong because of the fact that, Hey, popular cool. That's fun. But this is about the best barbecue. And that's, that's what happened. You know, it's Hobson cherry cooked the world championship whole hog for us this year. And I can't be more humbled by being awarded the world grand champion. Um, you know what a what a great year not only for us um, but also just the sport of barbecue.
2: Brooke, final in whole hog. You're there with the three taxi guys, Boar's Night Out as well. When you guys are announced as world championship hog, and you've been there before, what's it like this time around?
0: Uh,
3: I it, it, it just absolutely speechless. The same as the first time around, you know, it just, um, it's taken, it's taken me a solid 72 hours (laughs) for it to kick, for it to really kick in hard. And, and, um, and I, cause you know, you're on such competing is not easy with the heat and the rain. And sometimes you're competing and it's freezing outside. So it's emotionally taxing. It's physically taxing. It's financially taxing but it's a labor of love. So you get on this crazy adrenaline high and, um, it's, you know, when you're called on the stage, regardless of what area, you know, what call you get, but to get called first at Memphis in May and whole hog, that's our third, first place. And then our second grand, I mean, absolutely speechless. And I feel like I'm on like this, um, time release capsule, because I will randomly just today three or four times think about it and just tear up. And it's just I, – I I'm tearing up now talking about it, but I, I think it's, it's more than just the win with our team. It's because we have so, – we're so proud of our team. It's like it's not we won. Yes, we want to win. We want to win them all. But the camaraderie – and the energy and synergy and positivity of our team is like no other that I have ever seen. And I, you know, yes, call me bias, but if you've ever been to the shed booth at any competition, you can agree with me on that. Our, our team is just, we don't do drama. We don't argue. We don't allow negativity. We keep it positive. We, we keep a perpetual forward motion. And we also keep preaching the gospel of barbecue. And it's not about the shed. It's about barbecue in general and having the camaraderie and the passion and just loving cooking with fire, whether that's slow and low or fast and fiery. Um, so it's, it's the, the win is amazing, but the win when you have a team that all is just so re- well-rounded brings it to, for me, brings it to a whole another level of high. So I've had this like time release emotional thing going on for like three days where I just randomly start tearing up. And my husband's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I am. And what it is, and I'll tell you what it is, is it, it, it's pride. It's pride, and it's not pride for me. It's pride for the shed team. It's pride for the team that set at the restaurant and, you know, had lines out the door and flung and barbecue and held the fort down so that we could compete. And then it's pride for the guys on the team that flew in and drove in and worked their butts off um, to help us succeed. It, it, it's just all around pride for them.
2: Brad, let me ask you, you know, you're on the stage that that final time you have. Uh, You know, some upstart barbecue team uh, by the name of Big Bob Gibson, who's only won the world title five times, uh, going for number six uh, on the shoulder side. You got 10 bones on the rib side. You have uh, yourselves representing whole hog at that point with a world championship already on the belt. You get called as overall world champ, obviously, elation. I mean, the video's up there. It's one of the, the best videos that anybody's ever seen when I'm sharing it on my social media. It's the most widely watched and most reacted to video it's so authentic and so real but the thing that strikes me the most and I'm wondering if you're able to kind of talk about this a little bit at the kind of tail end of that video you're jumping up and down Brooks jumping up and down and then you two kind of come together right there at the front of that stage and I'm wondering certainly it would be special if it was you know Brad's team or Brooks team and you were doing it with your friends but how much more of an achievement and how much more sweet is it when this is your family, this is your sister that you're doing this with, this is your sister that you're able to share these world titles with, and not just your sister, uh, your mom, your dad, the whole, you guys are truly a barbecue family. How much better is that in the winning department for you because of that?
1: Oh, Tim, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to even talk about. It's so humbling. Um... Yeah, my wife's listening to this. She's crying at the table right now just listening (laughs) to you say that. Um, You know, when Brooke came around the corner, because I was in front, like, we weren't even worried about the freaking trophy. (laughs) Like, she came around, gave me a big old bear hug, and then my mom was there and my dad, and just, boom. It's uh, when your mom and dad tell you that they're proud of you, that's that's as good as it gets. And then 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 the the, uh, the guy with the microphone asked my dad if he was having a good time and all my dad do, could do was just yell at him. There was there was a lot of tears, there's a lot of tears and a lot of just laughters. I've I've had the same um the same reactions. I've just been like sitting there driving in my truck and either kind of laugh a little bit and just think, "Wow, you know, what a feeling." Or I just tear up and think Whoa. You know, I've worked, I worked my whole life for this. This is, uh, you know, this is the only career that I've ever had. Um, so we're making a, we're going to make a a, a go at it and that's what we've done. And Brooke and I, I mean, we've seen, we've seen the the good sides, the bad sides. And, um, you know, what we realized is that the more people, the more we can explain what we believe in, the more people will believe in what we do. And that point came across not only to the judges, but our entire team and our entire family this year, and that's what led to the world championship. And I'm, you know, for the thousands of people out there that we know, tens of thousands of people that have either been to the shed or ran across us on TV or radio, you know, our arms are wide open, you know. Come get fed at the shed. If you see some of our barbecue sauce on the shelf, you know, grab a bottle. If you're not buying any, just knock one off the shelf for me. Clean up on our outfits. <laughs> that's
3: right. Break,
1: break I will.
3: I will say we were we were missing we were missing one key family member, and that's our our brother Brett. Um, Brad's the oldest, and I'm the youngest, and and Brett's in the in the middle. We call him the rock star brother. He tried. He's just an engineer and he travels the world and he's been at Memphis and May a couple of times with us, but a lot, you know, May is a, a busy season for every industry. And so it's definitely a busy season for the music industry and touring and concerts. And, um, right now on a two year world tour with Jack White. Wow. And, uh, and so we, um, you know, we were on the phone with him during the award ceremony he's doing sound check with Jack and we're on the phone with him <laughs> screaming. He can't hear anything. He, but he knows, you know, he knows obviously something's going right. Cause all we can do is scream. And, um, and then we, you know, we tried to have him on Skype on the stage and, uh, everybody's internet pinging off of each other, you know, data, but, uh, tried to have him with us on the stage even if it was through Skype but um but that was that's one person that I I, you know we we our family wishes that he would have been there but he was there in spirit and uh and he he's super proud and I'm glad he's sharing it on his social media um that you know that we won and hopefully next year he won't miss it he'll have to yeah, to tell him that he's got to go to Memphis in May, and heck, maybe maybe he'll bring Jack White with him. I don't think anybody would argue with that.
1: Oh, well, uh, rock stars hey, are appearing hey, in Memphis in May from what I've this. seen, right? Brett did. Uh, Brett was at Memphis in May because Jack White headlined the Memphis in May Music Festival the weekend before. <laughs> wow. And oh, he true. told me, he, yeah, he told me, he said, I'll put my stamp on it. <laughs> so all we had to do was come on in. Uh, you know, we went and watched Jack White at the jazz fest. So we're, we're having a, uh, the Shed's having a hell of a year and I'm glad to, glad to share it, uh, not only with our family, but also our friends and the people that I haven't met yet. Um, you know, so we're at, we're at the Shed BBQ social media. So we'd love to see what you're doing and also we'll show you what we're doing.
2: Brooke, let me ask you one last question. I appreciate the time tonight, guys. Did you ever think that the the summer that you got home from your first semester in college and Brad talked you out of going back that you guys would see the success that you've seen?
3: No. I, I you know, we just, our families, Brad and I, you know, we're, we're fifth generation entrepreneurs. Uh, we have uh, meat cutters, butchers on both sides, our grandparent, grandfathers and great grandfathers on both sides. We have retail, grocery business on both sides. But if you asked me my first year of college if I (laughs) wanted to be an entrepreneur, I would have told you heck no because I saw how hard my parents worked and how you just, it's hard. It doesn't come easy. You cannot set your own schedule like people believe that you can. And you're married to your career. You're married to your job. But I wouldn't change that for the world. You know, Brad and I opened the shed 17 years ago. Brother and sister team. I was nineteen. He was twenty-four. We opened on a shoestring budget, without the shoestring. Literally, um, a lot of people don't realize that we we weren't handed anything. It, it, it's all it's we were handed a lot, and that was life lesson. Yeah. But financially, we weren't handed anything. You know, our parents said, number one, my mom and dad said, Brad, you're crazy. We sent you to college to Ole Miss for a marketing business degree and you want to open a restaurant, we think you're crazy. Uh, when they got past the shock factor uh, and I started helping Brad, you know, building the shed little 330 square foot takeout barbecue restaurant. Uh, we, you know, we, we opened it on um, our grandmother's $3,000 Lowe's card. Cause we didn't have any money <laughs> and we didn't really know what we were doing. And we used all our friends friends as guinea pigs to you know cooking food and seeing how they liked it we are a family of foodies our parents have always cooked a lot but um but i i could have never imagined back then you know we had a goal of selling 500 bucks a day in barbecue and uh that was 17 years ago so i i i could i i could never have dreamt it or or imagined it any better but i i, w- I will tell you you know we're 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 a super open book, and you know so we'll be the first to tell you that there's a lot of trials and tribulations we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly and um and we're we're glad to be able to keep moving forward and keep learning from other people and teaching other people at the same time the show. so with this second grand championship, it just kind of wraps that hard work up in, in in a nutshell and makes us realize that it's it's just all worth it at the end of the day.
2: They are the 2018 World Grand Champions at Memphis in May. They are the World Champions in Whole Hog. They are the World Champions in Chicken Wings. Oh, by the way, Kingsford Champions as well. It's Brad Orson and Brooke Orson-Lewis joining me here on the show, guys. I really appreciate the conversation tonight. Congratulations again, and let's try and do it again real soon.
3: Yes, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
2: You got it. There they are. All right. All right. Brad and
0: Brooke. How about that? Running it a little late? All guests appear via the Traeger Grills Hotline. Wow.
2: <clears throat> How great was that? Yummy. <clears throat> All right, so my clock is jacked, which is cool. I'm going to catch up here. The TheShedBBQ.com, by the way, is the... Again, uh, The TheShedBBQ.com is their website, social media, at TheShedBBQ. Talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills as we wrap this first hour. If you're looking for some pellet cookers that are top-notch, Green Mountain Grills is a place you're going to want to check out. Three different sizes, Jim Bowie the biggest, Daniel Boone medium-sized, Davy Crockett is your travel size, so maybe you're really into tailgating or you're looking for something that not only can you put in the backyard, but you can take it with you wherever you want to go, whenever you want to go. Davy Crockett's the one you're going to want to check out. And if you don't have access to your traditional plug for power, you can use the 12-volt adapter to power the Davy Crockett, and you're not sacrificing capacity for convenience of transport either. Both the Daniel Boone and the Jim Bowie can house the pizza oven insert, rip the guts out of the Daniel Boone or the Jim Bowie, put the pizza oven insert in there, and now you have a high-heat pizza oven cooking on wood pellets. It could generate heat all the way up to 1,000 degrees, whatever you have the cooker temperature set at double it that's roughly what you're cooking at at the stone i like mine right in that 320 range so 640 650 on the stone but if you want to do 1000 crank up that cooker to 500 degrees and away you go just remember margin for error not nearly as long as it is if you're cooking at a little bit lower temperature but if you get the jim Bowie or the daniel boone you have to get the pizza oven insert trust me you will thank me later very inexpensive as well plus pizza parties all over the place this summer come on you're going to want to try it out greenmountaingrills.com that's greenmountaingrills.com check them out we're back to wrap the first hour right after this stick around be right back
0: Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
2: All right, welcome back. Once again, thanks to Brad Orison and Brooke Orison Lewis, co-owners of The shed. And your 2018 Memphis and May overall World Grand Champions, World Grand Champion and Hog, World Champion Chicken Wing, and the uh, Kingsford Tour Champions as well. The ShedBBQ.com, the website at the Shed BBQ for all their social media. As they said, they're open books, so go ahead and friend them up on all those social media platforms. They will interact with you. There's a very good chance that it's actually Brooke or Brad that are actually interacting with you great interview instant classic very open very forthcoming not hiding anything loved it all right let's get into the second hour stick around we'll be right back you're listening and watching the barbecue central show right here on the barbecue central networks